How would you describe an entrepreneur in three words? There's a lot of different ways you could go with it because there, there are elements of like um, tenacity, perseverance, whatever the word that means like being comfortable in the uncomfortable. Hi, this is Nova Lorraine with Rain Magazine. I'm the founder and editor-in-chief. And as you know, here at Rain, we are about inspiring creative entrepreneurs worldwide. I am so excited to have Adam here with us today. He's not only an actor, a voiceover star, an improviser, but he's also an entrepreneur. Adam MacArthur stars as Marco Diaz on the animated comedy series Star vs. the Forces of Evil. He also is the official voice of all Disney on-air promos, and he's also had a recurring role for both Emmy Award-winning series Cartoon Network's Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and Netflix's Puss in the Boots. And guys, I haven't even gotten started. Like This is like the tip of the iceberg of what Adam's doing. He's going to share with us in a little more detail some of the other projects as um, well as his entrepreneurial venture that he's involved with. Hi, Adam. Hi, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. So you just came back from Japan, I did. right? I was there for about two and a half weeks. It was, it was supposed to be for work, but when you're in a place like that, it, you can't really call it work. So I was pretty much just out there having a good time. Was this your first time to first Japan? Time. Yeah, it was my first time there. Okay. What would you say was the most memorable experience? Oh, gosh. Well, I, I got to go to this sort of digital museum um, put on by a company called Team Lab. The exhibition is called Borderless, and it's essentially this, like, massive museum with all digital art, and it's projected in a lot of rooms in, like, 360. Um, it's constantly moving. So if you go into a room and you look at an exhibit – and you leave and come back 10 minutes later, it could be completely different. Yeah, the digital arts like moving around you, it was it was really incredible. But actually, besides that, the food. <laughs> the food, any and all food that I ate there was my most memorable experience. The food there is just on another level. Was it just the sushi or was it everything? No, it was everything. I actually, I think I only had sushi, I think I had sushi twice in two and a half weeks. But everything like... The yakiniku, which is like Japanese barbecue, where they they grill on a little charcoal grill, kind of right in front of you, um, and everything's on a stick. Um, that was incredible. The ramen is incredible. It was, yeah. I mean, I'm a I'm a big uh, Asian food in general, but Japanese food specifically um, fan. So I eat it. I eat it often. But having it there was, yeah, it was on another level. Well, now I have to go to Japan because I am an unofficial foodie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you need to. It's incredible. <laughs> so something was amazing. And then I'm like, okay, that's definitely on my bucket list. Like, I absolutely love food. So that's really exciting to hear. And it wasn't just the sushi because I love sushi, but it wasn't just the sushi. So that's definitely worth the trip. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, totally worth it. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to this point of not just being an actor, but also a voiceover star and creative entrepreneur. So tell us a little bit about Adam and, and what brought you to this point. Cool. Well, um, I grew up in Northern California. Um, my, my mom uh, graduated high school and got a job for a utility company that she worked for for 35 years before she retired. So one of those career lifers. 
my dad was a police officer and was injured on the job um, and was fortunate enough that in the last few years of his police career had started a started his own business um, doing home and business alarm installations. So I grew up in this really kind of like entrepreneurial um, household. My, it was, it was a part of my life, you know, seeing my dad grow up like that. Um, me, I was not, I wouldn't say a wild child, although if you ask my parents, they might tell you that, but more, I would maybe just energetic is the right, <laughs> is the okay, right well, description. Energetic, quote unquote. Okay. Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but there was two things that I've always wanted to do from an early age that I remember. One of them was Kung Fu and one of them was acting. Um, so martial arts and acting, um, I begged my parents forever. It wasn't until I was 11 and got beat up in sixth grade that they were like, okay, let's put you in some martial arts. So <laughs> I got put into a, a Kung Fu school, um, up in Northern California called Yee's Martial Arts. Um, and the owner of that actually taught the police department. So my dad knew who he was. He had trained with them and all this cool stuff. So, um, that was that. I kept begging to be put in an acting class. That took a little bit more time. And then finally, when I was 16, for my 16th birthday, my parents got me, um, they got me a, an acting class in San Francisco at a place called Kids on Camera. And <laughs> it was owned by a lady named Judy Berlin, who was a voice on Sesame Street and had worked, you know, on a bunch of other stuff um, up in the Bay Area. And I got my first audition through her a couple of months after being in class. And those turned into about 30 radio commercials for Macy's. Um, yeah, o over the course of maybe like a year. And uh, that's how I got into the union. I booked a little independent movie after that. Um, and then, I mean, I knew I, knew I wanted to be in L.A. eventually. Um, so... Gosh, two years after that is when I graduated, or a year after that is when I graduated from high school. I went to junior college after high school for a couple of years, um, and then I transferred down to Pepperdine in Southern California because I wanted—I knew I wanted to finish college, but I also knew I wanted to be in LA, so I wanted to be—I wanted to be close. And uh, yeah, as soon as I, I moved down here, I was finishing up school, but I got set up with an agent right away, and. Uh, and yeah, started auditioning and, and working, fortunately, about a month after I got set up down here. So I did that for a while. And then that led us to the like 2008 economy crash where kind of everything went bad. Advertisers weren't spending money on commercials, which is what I was booking a lot of when I was here or, or you know, when I first moved down here. And um, it got to a point where I was like, I was actually, I was paddle boarding in Marina Del Rey. I had borrowed a paddleboard because I couldn't afford one to even rent one. And uh, I was paddling around all these big yachts and I was looking at them and I was just thinking like, man, who owns these? And then I'm, I, I'm a thinker. I like to take my time and just, you know, think all the time. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm thinking like, who owns these yachts? And then I'm like, you know what? Why can't I own a yacht? And then I'm thinking, okay, is, is what I've always um, strive to achieve as far as success goes based on what I grew up seeing with my parents, which was great. I mean, I had, we could, we could go out to dinner sometimes we could go to the movies sometimes, you know, we weren't like rich by any means, but, and there were months where we had to like, Oh, we can't go to the movies because you know, we got to save money times, but 
I had a roof over my head. I had toys. I had a, a good childhood, but I was like, you know, am I, have I been limited by what I've seen as success? And, you know, as actors, <clears throat> we get told things like, or I get asked things like, oh, oh, you're an actor. Oh, does that mean you wait tables? Because I think people know that, it, A, it's a struggle as an actor to, to make a living. But, you know, these statements kind of get ingrained in you. You know, another one is uh, the idea of the starving artist. I was thinking about this idea as I'm paddleboarding around these yachts. I'm like, why do I have to be a starving artist? Why can't I be an artist and be full? Why can't I, <laughs> why can't I do the things that I want to do and enjoy life, but also, you know, make money? Um, and so, you know, I was reflecting about like my dad and his journey and kind of what his life has been like as an entrepreneur. And I'm like, you know what? I, I feel like I just need to start my own business. It, it gave me a lot of anxiety in college and a lot of anxiety post-college when I would try to, or if I would to get an audition, but I was scheduled to work somewhere and I had to call my boss and tell him, Hey, I, I, I can't come in. I have an audition. Because of course, I understand I'm putting them in a hard place, but ultimately my goal in life was to have a career in entertainment, not to be, you know, waiting tables or teaching music to kids or whatever, you know? So <clears throat> I'm like, I've got to be my own boss. And um, this was in 2011. So I graduated college in 05. Um, in 2011, um, I sort of had this epiphany and I'm like, I I just got to do it myself. I can't rely on anybody else to be nice if I need to go on an audition or give me time off when I need to. I've just got to do it myself. So a good buddy of mine, uh, he and his wife are wedding photographers and sort of they were new to the business around 2011. And they had a, a mentor who recommended that they start a photo booth rental company. And they live in Central California. They kind of were like, uh, we don't know if it's for us. You know, we just, we're, we just want to do, you know, wedding photography. <clears throat> and I was like, well, why don't I help you guys? So we started a photo booth rental company up in um, Central California, and I essentially ran it for them from L.A. for about a year. Um, <laughs> I was driving up to – I was driving two hours on the weekends to get up there and run events and, and whatnot. And then it, during the week when I was auditioning for – you know, acting jobs. I was responding to emails and dealing with clients and all that good stuff. And it just got to be a lot. And I, I built it up for them and got it to a place where they were able to hire, you know, some staff and essentially have it, have it run itself. And uh, it was about that time, beginning of 2012, that, that I um, decided to start my own company down here in Los Angeles. So 2012 was the birth of what was then called My Photo Booth LA, um, which has since been rebranded to the Booth and Bus Company. Um, we do about 250 events a year. And yeah, we're, we, have, we have traditional photo booths, but we also, you know, I, I wanted something different and cool that matched the aesthetic that I like. And that just wasn't what everyone else was doing. I wanted to do something different that uh, kind of spoke for itself, that when people saw it, they would get why you know, I wanted to charge what I wanted to charge and why they wanted to have that at their wedding. So I, I bought a 1970 Volkswagen bus and built a photo booth inside of it. And uh, now at this point, we have uh, four different booths. We do all different kinds of photo activations, but we also own four vintage Volkswagen buses. And um, yeah, 
250 events a year. So we're, we're busy. We're nice and busy. <laughs> That's amazing. That's pretty incredible. And so, so now you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. You're still balancing the entertainment with that. How would you describe an entrepreneur in three words? There's a lot of different ways you could go with it because there, there are elements of like um, tenacity, perseverance, whatever the word that means like being comfortable in the uncomfortable. Like I'm sure, I'm sure there's a word that means that uh, would be the three words that I could choose. Or, you know, we could talk about like sort of the creative side, like where you need like passion, you need to um, have a deep sense of like care for what you're doing. And, uh, you know, so the, there's different ways you could describe an entrepreneur. I, I kind of think um, at least initially, most entrepreneurs kind of have to have three words is hard because you kind of have to have some of all of the words. <laughs> you need a little, you need to have a little bit of it all. And then I think as you go, what I, what's happened with me is I I've, because I am so busy with the entertainment side of my career, it's really forced me to be super efficient. So efficiency is another word that I would, I would describe at least for myself um, in my entrepreneur journey. It has been a, a huge necessity because if I'm out auditioning or working during the week, I still have, you know, a load of clients who need responses to emails and need answers to questions and events prepped for the weekend and all that good stuff. So I've really focused on being super efficient and then also um, delegating and being willing to let go of my baby enough that I can have help. And I have a lot of great help. I have I have some really great staff who, I mean, honestly, make it possible for me to be able to do things like go to Japan for two and a half weeks when we have events and go to entertainment related events, premieres and, and other things on the weekends when we have events um, so that I'm able to kind of, you know, really put maximum effort into both areas of, of my life, which is really, I'm really fortunate. Yeah, I love the use of the word efficiency and delegation. That's something I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with in the beginning mm -hmm. is delegating. And, you know, it's usually their baby they're creating. They know they have this vision, you know, um, most of the time they're perfectionists in terms of executing that vision. And so it's really hard to let go and, and, and share those tasks with others. And so I love how you brought that up. And then, of course, being efficient especially if you're juggling multiple projects or, or enterprises is, is key as well. Yeah. Doing all of that, how would you say, um, well, first let me ask you, have you ever faced burnout? And if you have, how did you overcome it? <laughs> That's so funny. I, I feel like um, the answer to that is yes. I have definitely experienced burnout. In a way, my situation I feel is is slightly unique than maybe some more unique than someone who's just doing running their own business or just having a career in entertainment. Cause if I start to get burned out in entertainment, I'm like, well, you know what? I've still got the business. But if I start to get burned out on the business, I'm like, you know what? Let me take a step back. I'm still an actor. So I have a little bit of balance, you know, to, to fight against burnout already kind of built in. But with that said, I mean, there, there are weeks where, I mean, you know, we have 10 events in a weekend and I'm also slammed. I have sessions every day, voiceover sessions every day, auditions on top of that, family on top of that. So, you know, 
burnout is a real thing. And I have always turned to martial arts, like exercising and just like moving has really helped. And I try and when I'm, when I'm doing those things, I really shut off my brain. I'm not, I'm not thinking about anything else besides where I'm at. And usually, you know, a class later and I'm, I'm already feeling better. And if it's, you know, on a larger scale, then I do things like, you know, go to Japan for two and a half weeks. <laughs> I could do Japan, you know, every other month, you know. But yeah. <laughs> exactly. Actually, speaking of efficiency, that was one of the things I really, really appreciated about Japan is the efficiency there. And um, everything is incredibly clean. Um, there was like this underlying level of respect with like all the people there for the cleanliness of the space that they are occupying. Yeah, it was just a, the the train system. It's all incredibly efficient. So it, it's nice to go and see attributes of things um, that I value with my own business and with acting and all that, but see it implemented in different ways or see how, you know, it is for like a different culture and all that kind of stuff. It's It's really... That that alone is, you know, a really great way to fight <laughs> fight burnout and getting tired of things. It's just, you know, having an appreciation for the little things. Yeah, no, that would be a really interesting experience. To experience a system that has those attributes built in and seeing how you can be inspired to bring some of that into your own business or your life. So totally. that, that's really interesting. Yeah. So because you are an actor and an entrepreneur and a lot of people aren't doing both, mm -hmm. I'm sure sometimes the journey, which in itself, in, in and of itself, being an entrepreneur, the journey is lo lonely. What are some of the hacks that you've used to battle loneliness along this experience as an entrepreneur? Well, I mean, one of the things is I, I really do love what I do um, in all aspects of it. And I, I, in those moments where I feel that, like, ah, you know, I'm the only one I can rely on, kind of thing. A, I remind myself that I do have really great staff, um, and a significant portion of what I do wouldn't be possible without them. So I, I am not alone. You know, I, I'm one of those people who also, whenever I'm facing stress or a difficult time or loneliness, I, I stop and I say, okay. Has anyone else done what I'm doing? Like, has anyone else done this before? And the majority of the time, the answer is yes, of course. There are, there are a million other entrepreneurs. I, you know, I love shows like, as I'm sure most entrepreneurs do, do like The Profit or Shark Tank. And I watch these shows and I look at these incredibly successful people and I'm like, they've got to be way busier than I am. So I need to just calm down. <laughs> you know, whenever it seems overwhelming, I'm like, look, someone else has done this before. This is not the the be all end all. It also doesn't define me as a person. I don't put all my my self-worth in into my work. I really do just try and stay optimistic and positive. And uh yeah, it, just try not to let any of that stuff get me down. And I also know that, you know, in those waves of loneliness or you know oh this is so tough that it's it's fleeting it's momentary so it's it's gonna pass it's not something that's gonna stay there so a lot of times i'm like all right well i just have to be sad today or i just have to be bummed out today <laughs> you know and that and that's it so <laughs> it comes with the territory right the, it the does. Ride. <laughs> yeah of course and you know 
there are so many benefits to owning my own business. That's the other thing. It's like, you know, you know, A, I get to work with some amazing people that I wouldn't get to work with just as an actor. Um, amazing creatives, um, people who are a lot, you know, less creative, but, you know, have just a different perspective of, of work um, through, you know, our corporate clients. And then, of course, like weddings. No one is ever sad to see me or any of my staff at an event <laughs> because they're just happy to be there and take pictures. So it's also, you know, I don't know, there's just so many positive things that for me, you know, on those bad days, I'm, I'm like, you know what, it's, it is what it is today. I can be sad or I can be upset or mad or whatever. But, you know, for the most part, I'm just very grateful to have what I have. Right. I love it. I love that. Okay. Let's switch gears a little bit. If okay. you have to relate what you do to sports, how would you describe? So, well, I mean, as a martial artist, so there's a, there's a Chinese saying and it translates to taste the bitter. And so my, my teacher used to always say that. So, you know, growing up, we're doing all these like rigorous things. My, my Kung Fu teacher was a really traditional Kung Fu teacher who would like, I mean, we were like doing push-ups and getting whacked with sticks while we we're doing push-ups and like, <laughs> like just really rigorous training. One like, oh, more. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, go punch those bricks. Okay. You know, we just did it. Um, and, you know, it's because you have to taste the bitter. You have to go through the hard in order to get to the good. So, I mean, martial arts is what I always relate things back to anyway, just because I've been doing it for, I think, like 26 years or something ridiculous. In sports... Yes, there is like the goal of like winning the game and it's this whole kind of, I guess, cheesy thing of like, you know, practice makes perfect and all that stuff. But really, you know, for me with martial arts, um, it was always about self-improvement and how can I do better and what can I do better and how, you know, anything that I wanted to be really good at, it was up to me to get. Yes, my teachers could guide me. Yes, you know, they could show me the moves, but ultimately I had to do them. I had to do them over and over. And when it was hard, I had to keep doing them. And so that alone relates significantly to not only on entrepreneurship, but to acting as well. I mean, you know, am I okay if I'm not, I haven't booked something for a year or if it takes, you know, five years to book the next job, am I going to quit because it's hard or am I going to just taste the bitter, take the good, the bad with the good and keep going. So I think it's, it's very applicable to, uh, to sports. Yeah. Yeah. And it also, I think it prepares people for the marathon. You know, it's not this quick. Yeah. Night, um, <laughs> yes, totally. Totally. I'm la Sorry. I'm laughing because it is, it is absolutely a marathon. And I, I mean, I, I'm also like, I constantly joke with my friends who are actors and stuff like that. And I, I say outlandish things, but my buddy, one of my good buddies tells me all the time, he's like, man, the stuff you say really sticks with me. I'm like, well, that's because it's slightly ridiculous, but also like there's truth to it. Like, <laughs> like he, uh, my buddy, for example, he's an actor and he goes up against somebody um, in voiceover who's significantly older than him. And for whatever reason, it's always them too. Oh, wow. And I said, I said to my buddy, I'm like, dude, it's going to be fine. He's going <laughs> to die first. <laughs> Which is so, I know it's outlandish. It's still totally ridiculous. And I, and I, of course I'm joking, but you know, but it is a marathon is basically the point. And like, you have to just keep going. Like we're mm -hmm. not, we're not going to quit. We're here mm -hmm. to do what we're going to do. So let's just, you know, you're right. It's a marathon. <laughs> 
Oh, I love it. Outlandish. Tell, <laughs> tell us what major projects you are most excited about that are that's on the horizon. Um, well, Star vs. the Forces of Evil Season 4, we're currently airing. Um, we've got about a month left, about five weeks left of episodes. Um, and it's the culmination of the series. Like, the series is ending. Um, and oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Over the last you know, three seasons, we've built up a fandom for this show that's like put us in the top five Google year end searches and things like that. Just under like, I mean, and this is a Disney, it's now, now we're airing on Disney channel, but we, we originally started airing on Disney XD. You know, this is a Disney XD cartoon, which already Disney XD as a channel doesn't have a huge ton of subscribers just because it's, you know, one of those extra add-ons. But, you know, in the Google year-end search, Star vs. the Forces of Evil is just below South Park, Saturday Night Live, and Rick and Morty, which are all, you know, mainstream shows. So we've built up this amazing fandom, and the show has sort of churned from this, like, funny, goofy kind of one-off episodes to this show. It's still really funny and fun, um, but that's got a lot of heart, and it's got a through-line plot, which we're seeing more and more in animated shows these days. But what the creators and the writers and all of the everyone you know working in production has managed to do with this show is is really really incredible. I'm just so excited. The way that the show ends is amazing. So yeah, so I'm I'm excited for for these fans to sort of get the end of this of this story that we've been creating for the last. Gosh, I've been working on it since 2013. So for the last almost six years. Love it. And and what would you say if you had to pick one thing off your wish list? that you are really excited about coming true, what mm -hmm. would that be? In the show, my character and the main character are like best friends, but really, you know, there's like, they've had moments of like, well, I have a crush on you. Okay, well, I have a, I have a boyfriend. And then, well, I have a crush on you. Oh, shoot, I have a girlfriend. And like, they never really get together, but they're the best of friends. And a lot of people want them to be together. A lot of people don't want them to be together. But I am like... I just think it would be so cute. So I'm really hoping, like I've got all my fingers crossed, <laughs> that, <laughs> that they end up together. But, you know, uh, I guess, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Really quickly, what would you describe as your superpower? Hmm. My superpower. Okay, question. Is this like real life superpower or is this like what I would want my superpower to be? That's up to you to interpret. Oh, gosh. Um. Um, what's my superpower? I would say, oh no, I would say making things fun always. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Probably helps you live longer too. If you're laughing yeah. all the time. Hopefully. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so for our listeners, what words of wisdom would you share with them? Someone else that is considering following your footsteps or someone hesitating and making that pivot in their life and they've always wanted to pursue creativity or entrepreneurship, what words do you think you can leave with them to encourage them? Yeah, I would, I would just say you can have it all. Um, there are, there, we're fortunate enough to live in a time where lots of stuff is made to help our lives be more efficient. And, you know, when you can hire a virtual assistant, to help you respond to emails while you're auditioning. Like this is all things that are possible. So I would say if you're, if you're really wanting to pursue something in the, you know, something creatively that you should absolutely do it, you should set yourself up to be able to do it. And, um, you know, you can make it part of your business model to 
allow time for yourself to pursue your 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 things creatively and you can you know you can have your cake and eat it too you can you can really do both great great advice so adam it was such a pleasure hanging out with you today and hearing all the um interesting and fun (laughs) words of wisdom that you were sharing with us as well as your journey along the way i want to thank you again how can listeners find you if they wanted to either book your company or they wanted to follow you through some of creative projects cool so um so for me personally and as an actor my instagram is at ninjamac so n-i-n-j-a-m-a-c my twitter handle is at underscore adam m you can also go to adam-macarthur.com or then for the the company um the booth and bus company you can find us at the booth and all spelled out um, you can also find us on Instagram at the Booth and Bus Co. Book us for your events. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. You want fun or outlandish? Yes. yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> look, look for Adam MacArthur. We are so glad that we got a chance to catch up with you. I know you're super busy and wish you all the best. Of course, we're going to continue to follow you along your journey as a creative entrepreneur. And thank you for helping inspire our listeners today. And for those of you that are just tuning in, you are listening to Rain Magazine. And we have the pleasure of speaking with Adam MacArthur, um, actor, voiceover, improviser, and entrepreneur. We ask you to tune in to our next show as we continue to uncover the next big names in fashion, culture, and technology to inspire millions worldwide. Thanks again, Adam, and until next time.